everybody. Welcome to AMR Train, the podcast focused on training and racing endurance events. I am Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner. Today, I am so excited to chat with Christy Scott, an ultra runner, personal trainer, and running coach who is actually taking over the ultra programs in the Train Like a Mother Club. Coach Stephanie Howe has been a huge asset for us in getting the program off the ground and is taking on some new opportunities. So Christy is coming to fill her shoes and run a long, long way. Um, Christy lives in Huntsville, Alabama with her family, um, which she's going to tell us about. Um, and she has a resume that um, you know makes me feel like I'm a very not badass. <laughs> Whatever the adjective is for that. Um, she has run... Eight races of 100 miles or more, um, including one 133 miler, which I want to hear about. <laughs> over 20 marathons, over um, 90 ultra marathons between 50K and 50 miles. Um, she also led the Fleet Feet Marathon Training Program for many years uh, and is certified in a range of things, um, including yoga, TRX, um, stand up paddleboarding. Uh, is that a thing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she is a, um, a lifelong student and super excited to help anybody who's interested run a long, long way. So welcome, Christy. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for being here. I am excited to talk to you. So um, let's first start with your own background. You live in Huntsville um, with your husband and dog. Your kids are a little bit older. Is that right? They are. We are empty nesters as of uh, last fall. Okay. And how old are your kids? How many kids do you have? I have two. They are 20 and 25. Um, yeah, they live, one is in Arizona and one is in Florida. So they're, they're not super close, but. <laughs> All right. Um, and uh, you, are you from Huntsville or what brought you down to Huntsville, Alabama? No, I'm actually originally from Tennessee, but only about three and a half hours from here, which is pretty cool. Um, my dad was military. So when we were younger, we moved around. And then I met my husband in Kansas, which is where we lived the longest, where both my kids were born. And he works for um, Boeing Aircraft. And so they moved us here in 2007. So that's what brought us here. Okay. And when I talked to you originally, you raved about the trails in Huntsville, right? The trail running down there? The trail running here is unbelievable. So I think people are are very surprised. You know what? They said we were going to move here. I said, oh my gosh, I don't want to live in Alabama. There's nothing there. And then flying in, I will never forget, flying in to look for a house and looking out the plane window and I said, oh my God, they have mountains down there. What in the world? And I started exploring trails as soon as we moved here. They are just phenomenal. Wow. And talk about your athletic background a little bit. You, when did you start running? Did you play sports in high school or college? Like give us a little background there. Okay. Um, I was one of those well, kids that did every sport. I mean, I just kind of I never really did one extensively. I just kind of went from season to season and, and played them all. And then I ran, I actually started running when I was like in middle school, maybe, where I just kind of would go off to the track at the school and run for fun. And then, um, unusual Christy, I gotta say there, I don't know. I can run for fun. I have to say I was the only one out there. None of my friends did that. <laughs> um, and I got into the fitness stuff actually my senior year in high school. I mean, I took weightlifting class and I absolutely fell in love with that. I was the only girl in there. And I love it. I loved it. And I started running 
right after my son was born, like a lot of other mothers probably have as well. I thought, what a great way to get back in shape after a baby is start running. And that's when I started getting really serious with that. Sure. And what drew you to ultras? Like, do you remember your first year you did an ultra? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I did in Kansas all the way up to marathons. I had done a few marathons and then we moved here. And I think I told you when we were talking previously, this section of Alabama, North Alabama is cram packed with incredibly talented ultra runners. So I got sucked in immediately. I went into our fleet feet because I was actually training for Boston at the time. And I went in and started talking to them and they said, Oh, well, you know, you should join us for some of these group runs. And I thought I would love to. Well, after that, <laughs> I got, they were talking about running the group I got with a lot of them had run hundreds and I'm like, Oh, people run that far. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. And before you know it, I was sucked right in. <laughs> did you start with a 50K? I did. I did. I did a 50K. And then I quickly went to a 50 miler because I wanted to just kind of test the waters to see if I might be interested in 100. And it was a miserable 50 miler because <laughs> I really wasn't prepared for it. I finished, but we were, I think there were two people behind us. Okay. So. <laughs> And so did you swear it off at that point or what brought you back? Absolutely not. I think that's what got me sucked in even more. I thought that was really hard. I need to get better at it. So then I really started buckling down and um, really studying and talking to all these people around here that we're so fortunate to have and learning from them. And about a year later is when I did my first hundred. Nice. Nice. So, Okay. So, um, so your first hundred and um, I mean that we are not, we're, you are going to coach programs that are 50 K and 50 miles um, to start with. We've talked about a hundred. I know that we've had that request a couple times, but we really need to kind of first dig in with the 50 K 50 miles, let everyone find their groove, right? Talk about correct why a hundred is just such a different animal than time. Oh, even, you know, a 50 K to me is, is the logical next step after a marathon. It's really, it's five more miles. Sure. And really, is doesn't you can go pretty easily i've had a lot of people do their first 50k a month or six weeks after their last marathon because like hey you've got the mileage built up you can do a 50k then you get to the 50 mile and that is a whole different animal from the 50k you're like that's 19 more miles and it, it's a big difference and then you jump to the 100 and that's for people like us that need to be locked up <laughs> it's um it's I think to me it's extremely taxing physically, but the mental aspect of it to me is is by far the hardest part. Sure, sure. Well, what what drives you to ultras in in general? It doesn't have I mean, not not necessarily talking about a hundred miles, but like you know talk about what the trails, the community, whatever. Like, what do you love about ultras? Mm, absolutely, this, the challenge. I'm one of those people, and I'm sure a lot of your you know, women are too, you're always looking for something to challenge you, to push you. And something that when you tell someone you're doing it, they're like, why are you doing that? <laughs> and you, you know, it's great to have the response of like, why not? I, mean, I don't know what I'm capable of. So, you know, every time I'd take another step to a further distance, I'd say, gosh, I wonder what else I can do. Mm -hmm. And so that, that challenge to me is I like having a goal on the calendar. It mm -hmm. gives me something to shoot for. It allows me to set up a plan for myself. And I know I have to do these things to be ready. The trail, it has allowed me, I've run 50Ks all over this country. And 
it's a great, we've planned some of our family vacations around them when my kids were a little bit younger. And it's a great way to see places that you would never see otherwise. Sure. And the community is unbelievable too. I mean, it's, my husband is, he doesn't like to run these distances, <laughs> but he loves to be there. And he is like the number one, he should give lessons on how to be the most amazing crew because he gets out there and everyone knows who he is. I mean, there's races we go to every year and they'll say, is your husband going to be there? Cause he <laughs> saved my life last year. <laughs> so it's everyone is like each other's crew. There's not like, no, that's my stuff. You can't have it. We take enough stuff for 20 people. So it's, it's just such a different community. And even though we're racing, it's, it's, we're still a group. I mean, it's a, it's a group effort. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, so all you've gone all around the country. Do you have um, any races that stick out as your favorite? Yes. So we have a 50 K here in Alabama. That is to me, the one of the most beautiful 50 Ks I've ever run in my life. And it's called Chiha. It's Mount Chiha. So it's down at Chiha State Park, and we actually run up to the highest point in Alabama. And it's super, our, our trails are very, very technical, which is, which I like. I like technical running. Very rooty, very rocky. This one has waterfalls and water crossings, and it's just stunning. Um, That's cool. What about other it is cool outside of Alabama that you like? Yes. I run the shadow of the giants 50 K in California. So we got to be, it was right at the right outside of Yosemite. So, you know, running through and seeing all the big massive Sequoia trees. And that was, that was my next favorite 50 K. And then I've run the Bryce Canyon hundred the first year they had it in Bryce Canyon, Utah, hands down my favorite and hardest race I've ever run. Uh, yeah. Well, and tell me just because I, I, I want to know, uh, race, a race for the ages. You ran 133 miles. Tell us about that. <laughs> so that race is put on by Gary Cantrell or otherwise known as Laz, which everybody knows who that is because he does the Barkley marathon and he, you know, he's in, he lives in Tennessee. And so he puts a lot of his races on in our area. Okay. Um, yeah. So now you see why I'm surrounded by lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. All of my friends do his races. So that race is a timed event. It's up in Tennessee and it's on Labor Day weekend. It's a one mile loop that it depends on your age. So we end everyone on Monday, Labor Day at noon. You go backwards from there, depending on how old you are. So there are people out there who are in their eighties who are starting the end of the previous week. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, because because. Oh, 100 miles. Is it like, what's, is there a, a, a goal distance? No, it's just whatever you can. His whole idea of this race is to even out the playing field. So the younger people don't get as long and he wants these older people who still want to get out there, participate, but they can't make the cutoffs. A lot of times at these typical, you know, 30 hour cutoffs for hundreds, they, they just can't do it anymore. Sure. So yeah, he did this to level the playing field. And I had, um, it's one mile loop around a park. Okay. It's, not exciting, <laughs> but I had two clients who were running their first hundreds there. So I went out, I hit my hundred mile mark. And then I went out with one of them till she finished her hundred. And then I went over to the other and helped her finish her hundred. And at that point we still had time left. I'm like, well, you know, I got time left. I might as well keep going. <laughs> wow. Good for you. So how many, how long were you running for? We did 48 hours, 48 hours. Good. For yeah. You. Wow. That was, 
if you were under 48, he kind of changes the rules every year, which is something he's known for. If you were under 48, you had 48 hours. Okay. And, and so every year they, they tweak it a little bit. I'm going to be 48 next year. So guess where I'm going next fall? <laughs> I'm going back to see if I can beat my 133. I'm going to try to shoot for like 150. Wow. Wow. And so next fall, meaning um, 2020. Labor Day. Or Yes. Of, of, of not this coming, not 2020, but 2021. Yeah, definitely not next month. <laughs> well, I, hey, you never know, you know. You no, next year. Um, <laughs> well, so let's flip it a little bit because obviously you've got a passion for the sport. So talk about yourself as a coach and what, what your perspective, what you try to kind of bring to your athletes, um, both physically and mentally. Okay. Um, I am obviously a big believer in making yourself a broader athlete as far as not just running all the time. It's, you know, incorporating in the strength training, incorporating in yoga flexibility. The yoga piece is so huge for me too, because I find that the mindfulness of it is going to come into play in these ultras, because if your mind is not right, you're not going to make it. So I am big on really making sure all of my athletes are very well-rounded and they're, Obviously, my number one goal is to get them to the start line prepared and not injured. Sure. So if, yeah, if they've done these other things, they, I rarely, rarely, I don't know if I'm trying to think if I've had any, anybody end up injured before their race. They just, they go into it strong and ready. So that's huge for me is I just want them to be well-rounded athletes. And my other goal is I want them to be running 20 years from now. Yeah. So being you know, super speedy right now, but you can't run in five years because you're, you know, so messed up. What's the, you know, I, I don't see any reason for that. So I'm looking for longevity and consistency. I'm a big, big proponent of consistency. Consistency. Yeah. Well, and so both for the 50 K and the 50 mile program, we have runs, um, four runs a week, right. Um, that, yep. um, and then one has, um, Sundays are always, um, a choice for both the programs, whether you go for a walk or you go for an easy run. So it's definitely a recovery day. Um, then you have a full rest day in both programs. And then you have a day um, where you're doing a strength circuit, which you have taped and you designed. Um, so you can follow along with Christy. Um, and then a yoga class, um, which I, I like that kind of um, uh, going, doing strength and yoga in the same day. Can you talk a little bit about what, what that does for somebody? Um, I, you know, and we talked about how, you know, you guys can do these back to back. I could do my strength workout and then go right into my yoga, which feels great after you've, you know, gotten those muscles nice and warm and tired, or you could split it up you know, in different parts of the day. But to me, the, the yoga is just a great way to, to kind of wind things back down and really work on your flexibility and core strength. And that combination is just a great combination. A lot of my athletes will actually try to uh, do their strength workout immediately before we start our yoga. So they'll try to time everything like, okay, I'm going to do my strength workout from seven to seven 45. Cause we have yoga at seven 45. So they'll, they'll time it that way. And they love that because it allows them to, to wind back down. That's great. That's great. So you, the, we're going to offer um, a live yoga class. You're going to teach a live yoga class once a month for these ultra athletes. And then the other times they can um, follow a video, right? Um, right. That's really fun. So some good bonding over downward dog. Um, <laughs> and then, um, and then, and then the runs are kind of a, 
a mishmash. I wouldn't say mishmash. I, I know that sounds too random, but they are a thoughtful, <laughs> deliberate mix of um, easy runs and harder runs. Um, and you want to talk a little bit about, first of all, um, the longer runs and obviously what what for what role they play in the programs so when you guys get these schedules you'll see that we don't typically have really hard days back to back you're going to typically work hard one day and then have an easier day the next day and we've talked a little bit about you know if you need to flip things around that's okay as long as you're not putting a couple of hard days back to back because your body can only take so much and we just talked about wanting to stay injury free uh, we work up you know we have some hill repeats which are I've, uh, you've probably heard this term too. It's basically speed work in the sky and it, <laughs> it, it makes you have strong legs. I mean, it's just, people love to hate them, <laughs> but, but they are, they are, I mean, I have to say, I always call them BOGO, buy one, get one, because you do <laughs> get um, speed and strength together, right? Without, without a lot of in risk of injury. That's the thing you, because yes. it's very hard to have bad form when you're running uphill. Um, and then if you just take it easy coming down, you're like, yep it's, it's, it's kind of magical, but it is hard. Yes, it is. It is. And then we have our long runs on the weekend, which is pretty typical. I think most people are used to that. Um, we just, we just want to build up nice and slow. We start with a 10 mile run and we work up from there. So I feel like most people, if you're running longer distance, most everyone I know maintains a 10 mile long run year round. So I think that's a really great place for people to start. Like most people are probably already doing a 10 mile long run especially right now because they don't have anything else to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's my dog behind us. Um, <laughs> that, that the 50K starts with a 10-mile run. The 50-miler starts, I believe, with a 12 or 13-mile run. Um, it does. It starts with 12, yeah. The 50K is a 20-week program, just so you know. Um, so that's um, a little bit shorter than it used to be in the past. And the 50-mile has um, 22 weeks. So it gives you a little bit more time to um, make sure that you've got your legs underneath you and ready to go those extra, um, well, 19 miles as, as Christy talked mm -hmm. about. Um, a couple of the, both, both one hallmark of both plans is that um, they have a split session where they're gonna go run in the morning um, and then 10 to 12 hours later, go run again. Um, and it's like yep. short distances, you know, somewhere 10, 11, 12, 13 miles. Um, okay, some people don't call that short. <laughs> yes, yes. If you're from Alabama, you'll probably call that short. But if you are from Denver, Colorado, you may call that a little bit longer. But talk about what the point is um, for instead of just, you know, putting those two, adding those two mileages together and just saying, okay, just go run 23 miles instead going 10 and 13, say. Sure, sure. Um, something that's been really common over the many years of ultra training is people doing back-to-back -back long runs on the weekend. So, you know, you start getting into your training and you're like, Oh my gosh, what are you gonna do this weekend? Well, I have to run long Saturday and Sunday and it eats up your entire weekend. And most of us have families, we've got kids at home and it just gets, it gets a little old sometimes. So really what we have found over time is that it is just as beneficial, if not more beneficial to do a split workout where you can either do, two in a day where I go morning and like I said, less than 12 hours later, you, you go back out or, or even doing it. Sometimes I've had to work with people where we've done Friday night, done a longer run and then got up early Saturday morning and done it just like this. So it was still less than 12 hours. But the idea is that one, you're going out on tired legs. So if you've already gotten up and run 
And then later on, you're going to get back out again. First of all, mentally, you're not going to want to. You're going to say, I already ran today. I don't want to do this again. So that mental challenge is really good for you because you need that in an ultra. You need to be mentally strong. You need to go into an aid station and get your butt back out. So, you know, this is, it's making you go back out again when you're tired, when you probably don't want to. So mentally, that's really good. The other thing I like about that too, is it gives you your Sunday and it gives you that recovery time instead of it eating up your entire weekend and you starting to feel like it's a job. I've had training times over the you know many years where I felt like I have taken on another full-time job. So you got your Sunday and I usually tell people that's why on your schedule, it says walk or easy run. Because when you wake up Sunday, you may think I just need a walk today. I just want to go walk with my kids, my dog and just hang out. Or you may think I feel really good and I think I want to go for a you know 45 minute run just to see how things feel. So that Saturday split run is, is for both physical and mental strength. Nice. Um, so talk about um, first time ultra runners. What are some things that you see um, as a coach that um, A, they do well and B, they could be better at? So let's talk about um, first time ultra. I mean, obviously everybody's different, but do you see some trends? Um, can, again, we're going to go back to the, my favorite thing, consistency. Yeah. There's a lot of times people, if they have not sat down and, and put this schedule into their calendar, things happen. I mean, we have kids that have activities and now a lot of people there, I know, I don't know about y'all, but we've started school this week yeah. and the kids are virtual. So parents are having to not only work, but they're also having to be there for their kids for school. So if you don't have that worked into your schedule, it's real easy to bump it and like, Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. So number one is, is planning and I'll see people not be real consistent during the week. And then they want to be the weekend warrior, you know, go out and run 20 miles on Saturday, even though they only ran once during the week. So I feel like that's a big thing that I see with, um, with people who don't plan very well, <laughs> or, you know, if you don't know and you think, well, I'm getting my long run in, that's what's most important. Well, <laughs> one, in one, in one respect, but it also, right to be very injured if that's all you're doing. Yes, and, absolutely. And building that mental toughness. I mean, I think part of the mental toughness is getting up on days where you don't want to do it and still going, right? Exactly, exactly. And, I, and so, you know, if you are only, if you take too many days off and you're like, okay, I'll go get my long run in. Well, that's exciting then, right? You know, right. So it's like, okay, that's not quite as, uh, as um, hardcore as we need to be for these, these, these long Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We just want, we want you to be consistent. That's number one. And like I said, that's one of the hardest things for people also is easy days should be easy. Hard days should be hard. Yes. So a lot of people think they have to go out and run fast every time. And like, you know, if it says easy run, I should be able to run next to you and have a complete conversation without having to say, Oh, hang on a second. Hang on. If that's happening, maybe you should slow down and walk for a minute, you know, and they think, well, I can't walk. You said for me to run. Well, you're, guess what? You're going to be walking in an ultra. <laughs> yes, you are. So, especially if you're on a super technical hilly trail, you're going to be walking. So yeah. walking's okay. Yeah. So that's, that's something to really stress. Easy means easy. Hard is hard. Um, I think, you know, the communication thing is key. We'll have, you know, the Facebook group that people can get involved with. I find the people that are most successful are the ones who are saying, Hey, this is what I did today. Or, you know, I didn't get this done. Usually if I don't hear from somebody for a few days, I have some of my athletes that I train, you know, coach individually that I haven't texted me daily because 
I know that they're committed. I know they're doing what they're supposed to do. And when I don't hear from them for a week, oh, red flag, something's wrong. <laughs> so sure. I want people to be very involved in their group and, and keep each other accountable. I mean, it's a, it's a group, like again, again, it's a group effort. Totally. And we're going to have six hours um, as well, which is a hallmark of some of the coaches in the train, like a mother club. So if you run into, um, you know, a, a schedule that you need to have uh, re jiggered something because of, um, you know, travel or life or whatever, um, travel being optimistic, uh, you know, or, um, or you just check with Christy about a sore leg or whatever, um, or just to say, this is how it's going. How can I do better? Or I'm doing really well. I mean, you know, she just wants to hear from you. So that's, I think, a really nice part of the Train Like a Mother Club because, yes, the, the plan is, um, you know, it is standardized to everybody so that, you know, we can get the, you know, it's kind of covers the graph of the average runner. But um, that doesn't mean that we can't tweak it a little bit for you um, during Ask the Coast on Facebook or during office hours or, you know, help you figure out how to get to the trail you need or the elevation you need or whatever. Um, you know, we definitely want to see you succeed. And I know Christy is super excited and really wants to see you succeed. So, um, so we got lots Absolutely. ahead. Um, well, good. Well, and I've heard, and I read, I just got to hear about this, um, that some of your boys have, your, your sons have paced you at races. Is that right? My daughter and my son have both. My, um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. The most interesting story was my, oh, that's right. <laughs> my, yeah. My daughter crewed me at my first, crewed me and paced me at my first hundred. Okay. And I have to tell you this, and if I'll tell you without crying, because every time I tell somebody, it makes me want to cry. <laughs> my, I mean, it was horrible. It was horrible. I was, there was one point where I laid on the ground for about 20 minutes. It was that bad where I was balled up, you know, cramping and throwing up and, and I told them I wanted to quit. And in the meantime, my pacers that were with me were like, you know, you think you can keep going? I'm like, I don't know. They finally got me on my feet and a car was coming, you know, from the next aid station said, Hey, are you the one that we're supposed to be picking up? And I said, I'm not quitting. And they said, all right, it's your last chance. I mean, we're picking you up now. We're not coming back out. And I'm like, no, I'm going. So I kept going and I finished next to last with 30 minutes left to spare on the time cutoff. And I came across the finish line and my daughter looked at me and she was 14. I think 14 at the time, she said, mom, I knew you would never quit. <laughs> and oh, that's, I wasn't sure if I would make it. She said, I knew you would. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. And what great, what a great thing for our kids to see. I mean, she knew that I was, she saw me in the worst shape I've ever been in in my life, but she knew that I was going to keep going. So. Are they, are they good runners now? Your son and your uh, not not as much now. My son's in the military, so he has to do some running because he has to. <laughs> um, they they both ran half marathons with us. My son ran his first half when he was thirteen. Wow! And then he said he retired after that. <laughs> and then my yeah, he's like, I'm retired. That was good. I just wanted to do one. And he says that my husband and I slowed him down. That he could have been faster without us. Um, <laughs> of course, of course olds would say exactly and then my daughter um you know she's in arizona so i went out there and ran her first half with her about three years ago i think we ran the rock and roll arizona in phoenix and that was her first half so it's pretty cool that we've run halves with both of our kids yeah that's really cool that's really cool 
Well, great, Christy. Well, we are very excited to have you on board. Um, the, you can check out her programs at trainlikeamother.club slash ultra. We're going to put them in the uh, show notes so you can check out both the 50K and the 50 mile program. Um, the way that uh, it's shaping up with the 20 and 22 um, week programs, you know, we have our fingers crossed very hard um, that early 2021 are some races are going to open up um, and trail races are probably the easiest to keep social distance. So we are um, just being optimistic. So that if you started training, if you're, you've got an ultra on your mind um, for, you know, middle to end of January, um, you would want to kind of start training for that um, in the next couple weeks. Um, do, yeah. But what are you thinking, Christy? You think, you think, yeah. We can do it. Do you think some races? Oh, well, it, oh, absolutely. I can tell you, we're my husband and I are volunteering at a trail race in Georgia next month. So the, the trail races are starting to pick back up. And one of the things I did want to mention that I would love for everyone to do, if you have the opportunity, even if you have to travel an hour or two away, somewhere, you know, fairly close is to crew pace or volunteer at an ultra. If you can be at an aid station and see people coming in and kind of how they're functioning, especially once they're tired, being in that atmosphere and you will learn so much from other runners. So get out there and no, don't just race all the time, volunteer, be part of it and really give back to that running community. And it's more likely to be successful that way. If everybody is there for every piece of it and January typically is a big kickoff season for ultras. There's so hopefully fingers crossed, like you said, those will happen. I mean, I know they're planning on having ours here in January, so we'll see. That's great. Well, and I think that's a great way to end that um, crew pace or, um, or help at an aid station. I think that's, uh, that's my best way to uh, experience an ultra. I like, I'm like, you get to take a bite of the burrito, but you don't have to eat the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. You get to be out in it. And um, yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Christy. Um, good luck with everything. And we look forward to, um, to having the ultra programs be, continue to be a success. Thank you. I'm super excited. Take care. Talk to you soon. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.